0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Alternative Facts Podcast. It's Billboard's podcast for interviews with intriguing voices in the world of alternative music, I'm your host Chris Payne. I'm a staff writer at Billboard. So over the past year I've seen Alice Merton go from pretty much just a nobody. She literally had no songs on Spotify in the U.S. to having a number one song while she still only had one song on Spotify. Now that song is the very very catchy single No Roots which went to number one in alternative last year was her breakthrough hit. It's a very autobiographical song for Alice. It's essentially the story of her life, how she grew up in over 10 towns and cities all over Europe and the US and North America. You're about to hear me chatting with Alice about this very, very intriguing backstory and all sorts of things in between, how she got her start writing music, how she got a team of people to work behind her, get the word out, how No Roots exploded, and the new unheard music she's got written. Yes, some news on her debut album is ahead, when you'll hear it, what it'll sound like, all that good stuff. Should mention, I uh, recorded this interview you're about to hear about two months back, so a little delay on this one when Alice came through the office. But uh, as far as I know, all of what you're about to hear still holds true, so should be no worries there. I'm going to jump into this one. It's a nice long interview, so I'm not going to ramble anymore. If you got feedback, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at plane is the handle, and for more info on Alice, I'm sure... If you found this podcast, if you located this, I'm sure you can find her socials, tour dates, info, all that stuff online. Go check her out. So here it is, my interview with Alice Merton.
2: I've got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I've got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I've got no roots. I've got no roots.
1: So I've been looking at your set lists lately, and you're playing some new stuff.
2: Um, I think so. I'm pretty well. What What was the last set list you knew?
1: Well, i've seen the song called holes oh yeah why so serious don't hold a grudge why so serious is new okay. that's
2: uh gonna come out actually very soon um oh yeah i don't hold a grudge that's fun to play but that's only coming out with the album so yeah yeah we're we're expanding i'm always writing new songs and just it's fun to try them out on different audiences and see how they react to it so always writing
1: Because there's less release in the States than I think you have in other places. So I think you've got a bunch of songs that people like me in America just don't know about.
2: (laughs) Well, we've only been like, we've only started touring America like a few months ago. We've, uh, we spent the whole of last year working on Europe. So, um, yeah. And the EP came out earlier in Europe as well. So, but we're, we're gradually getting there. We're. We're building up an audience. We're playing different places in, in America. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I saw you late last year in, January, in December playing Babies All Right yeah. in New York City. Yeah, yeah, And at that time, you played to a sold-out show in club, Babies All Right in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. You only had one song in America released. Like, <laughs> if you looked up Alice Merton on Spotify, No Roots came up, and that was it.
2: That was it. I know. I still can't believe that it was really full and packed, that place, just for, like, Someone who has one song out there. So that's crazy. Um, But yeah, no, it was an amazing night. And I I won't forget that one. I really enjoyed playing that show.
1: Yeah, so for the listeners, let's take it way back. And I know some of this is out there. Some of this, I don't even know about how you got your start. But um, I guess the where and the when of when your music started to gain notoriety. Maybe it was No Roots, maybe it was something else. But when, when was that moment for you?
2: When it started to get noticed and, um, well, that it, there there were different moments that played a very important role um, in our whole development of the project. Um, I think when it went, the, one of the first ones was when it went number one on Hype Machine um, from just releasing it on SoundCloud and blogs. Um, then it went number one in Global Viral on uh, Spotify. Then um, it started grow on the radio station so the radios were starting to play it in europe um we were getting asked to play certain certain festivals or gigs like smaller festivals and and uh we had a booking agency that was also very on point and said you know what we want to try and book you in different places and let's let's just get you out on the road um so yeah and then the ball just kept on rolling kind of so we uh we were then invited uh to new york by different labels, um, asking if we could meet up with them. And I didn't want to get rid of my label that we had in Europe um, because we started, like me and my manager, we started it together. And it was important to me that if if we were to sign to the U.S., that they'd understand that we keep Europe. Um, And we met this amazing label called Mom and Pop. And uh, we signed with them. And it's been a a great kind of work, uh, working space and working atmosphere with them. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then just kept on rolling. We were playing Jimmy Fallon, the Late Late Show with James Corden. And then it went to, like, number one on uh, Alternative Billboard, which is awesome. Uh, and it just, yeah, it just keeps rolling,
1: kind of. It's been rolling. It's been rolling. It's it was, been rolling. Yeah. So how long before No Roots said you been writing music? Do you, like, Does your, like, songwriting go back a long time in your life?
2: Mm, I'd say I mean I wrote a song when I was six but my dad wrote half of that so that doesn't really credit. count <laughs> yeah. but uh I actually only really discovered song- songwriting very late in my career so like when I was 17 because I it was at school in my um yeah in Germany where I had a course called songwriting and uh that was the first time I wrote a song so like 16 17
1: cool what was that like
2: it was like discovering you have a superpower that you never knew existed. You were like, "Whoa, what's this?" And All right. It was really good, though. It was really satisfying because i I could finally, I could finally express myself in ways I was trying to find um, growing up in in Germany. Uh, I felt like a lot of my creativity just died when I moved to Germany because suddenly I was put into a system that is focused on on very good grades and, and studying every day. The German school system is a very, very hard one. And uh, I didn't, the only escape I had was practicing the piano and, and practicing like, um, uh, I, I used to do like classical singing. So just practicing that an hour, two hours a day. And it was just so nice to kind of discover a different side of music that I'd never knew existed.
1: Yeah, it sounds like getting emotions or just getting feelings out there that you couldn't get through just studying and writing papers or just playing other, you know, probably standards on piano or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: And are you still playing any of this? Are are any of these songs that are in your repertoire now, like from back when you were 16, 17?
2: Um, No. No. No, 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 none of them. (laughs) Thank goodness. Those are, they're like songs I wrote on the guitar. Okay. And now most of the songs I write are on the piano, or my my producer will take out his bass. And um, but yeah, no, I don't really write that many songs on the guitar anymore.
1: Okay. So how did you write No Roots?
2: Um, how did I write No Roots? Well, I'd been collecting ideas for about a year, just random like sentences, and uh, I went to the studio, and it was my first session with a producer. I hadn't really I'd never really had a session with him, and I, I just, I knew that he was a really cool producer. He was in Berlin, and my publisher set us up together. Um, and I told him about this idea of, like, a song called No Roots, where I want to have, like, this really uplifting feel of just, like, a chanting choir, like, chanting roots. And, and I had these lines, like, I've got no roots, but my home was never on the ground, and, like, gypsies in the night, or um, I like digging holes and hiding things inside them. Um, and... I don't know, he he came up with this really cool bass line and and I just sang this melody on top of it and we were done within like a day. It just kind of, it pieced itself together.
1: That's crazy how some songs that the ones that are like the best, they just come so easily, it seems like.
2: it's crazy. It really is. That's why songwriting is so magical and special because you never know what's going to come out.
1: And so then after that, you basically put no roots on the internet and that was when the hype machine stuff started to happen when just people started listening to it
2: yeah I mean well we created a strategy so we knew that none of the labels were going to sign my music um, the way I wanted to have it they kept on having us wait and they kept on saying I'd have to change things about the music and I'm very stubborn I don't like changing things Um, so we had to figure out how to market the song Uh, so what we did was we started our label. We um, registered it, and we tried to find people who um, had experience in the music industry. I mean, we we'd studied music, but none of us had like that much experience in the as an actual label or any like working at a label or a publisher. Um, and so we had a friend who uh, did online promotion, and he knew a lot of blogs. So we're like, "Hey, we've got this song." Um, We don't have much money, but we can give you what we have. And we want to kind of build this up. So do you mind pitching it to different blogs? And and he listened to the song. He's like, I'm doing this. Let's do this. So we knew that guy. And then um, Paul knew he did an internship um, and met a radio promoter who did like indie radio promotion. Um, And he's like, hey, we've got the song. Do you want to help us promote it? And he's like, yeah, sure, of course. So we started, it was like the four of us who started that and um and it and it grew it just kind of grew we went to spotify and were like hey we have this label do you want to just put our song in some of the playlists and I just remember them saying yeah we'll, we'll call you we'll see like we'll we'll take your card and uh so Paul gave them that's a good line <laughs> for
1: 2018 we'll take <laughs>
2: Uh, and, uh, yeah, so they, they took our card, and we didn't really hear back from them. Um, so we only started to... Like, it was actually Spotify America that caught on first before Spotify Germany did, which is quite funny. Um, so, yeah, it started actually from outside Europe, and that was, like, the the catalyst. And then once... Europe saw what was happening outside of Europe. They're like, oh, we need to catch on. And then Europe grew faster and America kind of just was lagging because there was no, we didn't have anyone there. We had no one promoting it. We had no one no we didn't have a label there. So then half a year later, we're like, okay, let's bring this let's let's we've been getting offers from America. Let's see if we can just meet up with some people and, and get some feedback.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like you had a nice little bidding war, a little competition, suitors, label-wise. Well,
2: it was funny, because once this music started working, like, once the EP was actually selling, and so was the single, um, all these labels that were like, yeah, this is not going to work, I mean, it's just so different, and you need to change this and this, they were calling, they were calling non-stop and they were like it's been so long let's talk like we miss hearing updates about you guys and we think the music's great and uh we really we really want to get something started here let's make something special and I just I thought it was so funny I thought it was so funny how um how in the beginning they're like yeah no we're we're not this is not happening and then suddenly a month later yeah let's let's all hang out
1: Yeah, I I sort of have an idea of what they would want you to change. But like, what was it? Ugh
2: too many things. Um, What do they want me to change? Well, one one person was like, you should take the guitar out. It just doesn't fit.
1: That's what I was going to say.
2: Really? I would never take the guitar out. No, I mean, like, not my (laughs) advice, but like what I
1: would think. Because I was just having like a conversation with an artist who is like an alternative radio person. Like that kind of in that lane yesterday. And she was telling me like the same sort of thing about. Like feedback about new music, yeah, and it just seems like there's this weird obsession with making everything very synth and bass focused, and that in that realm of alt music in America, commercialized, yeah. But when like when these songs do well, so many of them are still like guitar songs, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's so true, and uh, so yeah. So I kept it in, and then another label was like that bridge towards the end, the bump. they're like you need to take that out that's never gonna work on the radio and it's much too long four minutes gee you can't have a four minute song and and i was like i am not taking out that part that is the best part of the song that's the part that i wait for so uh so yeah and um Ah, there's so there's so many things that they wanted to change, and it's a really
1: minimal song too. I know that that also stands out. And then
2: imagine imagine you took like half of the stuff that's in there out. I mean, it wouldn't even be minimalistic anymore. It would just be like, I mean, what's half of minimalistic? Nothing. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just the bass the whole time, bass and voice. But yeah, no. So. I I didn't want to work with these people because they obviously didn't get my vision of the music. And there's no point working with someone who's not 100% dedicated. Because I've seen so many artists that get signed uh, to labels and they're hoping that this label is going to do an amazing job for them. And at the end of the day, they're just stuck because if one song doesn't work, they're like, well, we tried and we worked it for two weeks. It didn't work. Sorry. And that's just not good enough.
1: God, that's so depressing. Like, that's how brief the effort is that's how brief the window for pushing a thing is before people just throw their hands up and say ah this didn't work
2: yeah yeah but it's not just the thing is it's not even just like that um when you like so when 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 we um had a little bit of success already in europe and it was working in some countries there was um we we then uh, signed a deal with sony for um for like distribution because we we couldn't do distribution anymore it was just too much we were getting like deliveries every day of like eps and we were sending them out in little packages so we're like okay we need someone to help us with distribution and and then we hired like um we, there was a team from sony in italy um that was like hey so we've we've got the song it's been like number one in france it's been number one in austria and germany it's number two um can you help us like get it out there and they're like yeah, yeah sure and then they worked it for like two three weeks and they're like yeah it's it's not working here in Italy, I'm so sorry. And we're like, well, okay, well we're gonna hire our own promo team and and see if that changes something. So we hired a really good promo team. Um that's also they do indie music, they do like LP, um and uh and then it was like in within three or four weeks it was number one in Italy on iTunes. And it just shows you how much how big of a an influence promotion has. Like you can have a great song but a great song on itself is not enough you need yeah. to have really like a good team of people to promote your song
1: i mean there's just so much music just so much straight up like content on the internet yeah. i mean yeah people talk about how it's awesome that anyone can put music up nowadays and like yeah that's absolutely amazing like yeah. how empowered individual people are to just put their own music up yeah. create it and put it online but, but that but,
2: there's so yeah. much of it and yeah so it's it's crazy it really is
1: but it's on the other hand on the other hand aside from the promotion formal side it takes just tons of ordinary people to just love a song.
2: Yeah. True. Connect. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's there's so many parts that play a role. Like there's not one key ingredient that's like yeah, this is the key to how you become successful or how the song grows. So I mean it's a learning process for us all. Like this was the first song we've ever released and uh were I have no idea if it's ever going to work this way for other songs. I think every song is different and individual and and you really have to see how each course goes with with each song.
1: Yeah, when you put out Lash Out, was there any like oh shit, what if this is nowhere near as successful as No Roots?
2: Um I well we try not to think like that. Like I part of me knows that like the the purpose of this was not so it becomes just as successful as No Roots because we knew when we put it out, um, we knew that Europe was going to have problems with it because Europe listens to a more poppy kind of, um, more poppy music. And Lash Out is not the kind of song where you have like an earworm afterwards where you're like singing, I want to lash out. It's like, it's a fun song, but it goes a little more into the aggressive alternative um, direction, I think. Uh, and it was really important though for our American label because they, they really, um, they wanted to put something else out there that was, um, kind of more in the direction of no roots, uh, but going a little bit more alternative and, and, um, in Europe it's different because it's, no roots was already quite alternative. And, uh, so yeah, so that was, it's interesting to watch how, how it grows in different countries, but, um... It's, it was never our intention to be like, this has to top No Roots. I don't think I will ever put out a song and be like, this has to top it. I just, I want to work the song. I want, I make sure when, when we work with people that everyone who's in the team does a good job. I'm, I get reports. And I, I make sure that I, I, wa- I always want to know, um, what promotion, what campaigns, um, are being done for the song, mm-hmm. um, Cause I think that's also a job uh, as a label. You need to. You want to see what happens with the song. You don't just want to release it and be like, "Oh, well, let's just see what happens." You you need to. You need to like be on everyone's toes and be like, "Guys, let's let's get this going."
1: Yeah, do your jobs. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> do your fucking Basically. jobs.
2: No I'm kidding. No, um, no, but and that's what's really nice is if you work with people who are just motivated and who like the music. You don't even have to step on their toes. They they to – they. It's in their interest as well because they like the music. They, they want to promote it. So, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Yeah, so how's the full length coming?
2: The full length is, um, it's coming along. It's definitely coming along. There's um, a lot of the songs where I already know I want to be on it productions are taking that it's just like we're we're touring so much at the moment that it's hard to kind of make time to be in the studio and be like okay i'm gonna sit down for two weeks and just work on productions um and they do take a long time because i feel like with a lot of pop acts there's so many people involved in the productions and uh, like if you look at the people who are accredited in the song and productions like often five to ten people and um with my music it's just me and my producer Uh, So we're sitting there for hours and hours and hours and in front of that screen. And we're just kind of like trying different things, trying different sounds, different instruments. Um, So it it takes a while, but uh, it's worth it in the end. It's just it's it's coming along. Sorry, that was a long way of saying it's coming along.
1: (laughs) How would you describe the sound of it so far?
2: Ugh, I don't know
1: maybe given what people already know of you if you like to somehow compare it to like lash out and no roots and the the other songs on the EP
2: i mean it's not going to sound like this all the songs won't sound like lash out and no roots every song is or should sound like the emotion that it's portraying that is my goal with music is that no roots was supposed to sound uplifting lash out is supposed to sound like you just want to let it out you 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 want to have that dirty guitar in there you want to have this aggressiveness in there um but it really depends on each emotion like each um each song has its own kind of vibe and i'm i'm never i don't like there are some artists that are really good at having like everything go in one direction and it just it's a it's a cool album that just kind of like each song kind of leads to the next and sound wise it's quite similar and with me sometimes it's kind of like all over the place it's like oh I like having a, a kind of more of a R&B song or I like um with with like with Trouble in Paradise for example or even a song called Speak Your Mind um a lot of the words almost sound as if it's kind of like a rap almost like a slow kind of rap um And I just, I love so many different directions. So it's going to be, it's going to be a a good mix.
1: Yeah. Do you have any idea of when people might hear the album?
2: January. If everything goes well in January. But there'll be, there'll be songs released beforehand.
1: Word. And have there any, been any songs that came along in the process so far that just made you step aside and be like, oh, wow. Like maybe... The feeling when you when you wrote that first song when you were sixteen, seventeen, or maybe when no roots came to mind—like any moments like that.
0: Yeah,
2: there's this one song that's probably going to be one of the singles. I'm not sure when. Uh, it's called. I don't know if I can say it. Yet. We haven't. We don't. We don't play it live yet. Um, but it's it's one of my favorite ones at the moment. I could listen to it like all the time, and it gives me this really fun feeling. This really kind of like chilled vibe. Um, yeah.
1: Does it have like a working title?
2: It it has a title and everything. I don't know if I'm allowed saying it though because <laughs> so I feel many like rules. Well, it's not not rules that anyone's told me. I just I like making it a surprise. I feel like if I if I were to announce it now, I mean we haven't even played it yet. So uh, I'm I I think I'm gonna let it be a surprise. I want to come out with a with a really cool surprise because it's just we'll probably be releasing it in November, and. Uh, it's a fun. It's it's a like when I wrote it, I was like, "Yeah, this is fun."
1: So fun. Fun is the emotion for the for this song to sound like.
2: Mm, it's. Mm, I don't know if it's fun. It's it's just it's. It's not no. the, the emotion's not fun. The emotion is. Um, God, what's the emotion of that song? It's. It's funny, it's funny and a little bit ironic. But yeah, I can't, I can't say anymore. Not because I'm not allowed. It's just I want to, I want to keep it on the down low.
1: Okay. <laughs> and is there anyone else you're working with, collaborating with on this album? Because you mentioned your producer.
2: Yeah. Um, well, actually, that's, that song in specific I did with um, a different producer. It was um, His name is John Hill. And he did – he sent some amazing things. He did like uh, by Florence and the Machine, What Kind of Man – um, Portugal and the man, he did, um, feel it still. Um, he did, I mean, if you were to look at
1: his. So yeah, he's, he's got smashes. He's, yeah, yeah,
2: he's yeah. got, he's got stuff, but it's so funny because he's a producer that like, I can't read his mind with my producer. I can, we read each other's songs and and What's the whole your? time.
1: Pro- I don't think you've said his name yet. What's his your. His name's
2: Nico Rabescher. Okay. He's from uh, Berlin and, uh. We met, like, two and a half years ago, and we've connected just so well ever since, and I wanted him to do the whole album. Um, And then I I got to write with, like, two producers in L.A. um, that were really cool. And, and yeah, so uh, one of the songs that I wrote with them is uh, going to be on the album.
1: Very cool. Yeah. And it seems like, so you mentioned this song you're really excited about, November album, perhaps January. You've got, seems like a schedule of things coming up, but just in general, attached to the album or really anything else in life, like what are you really excited for coming up?
2: That's a hard question because there's so many things at the so moment. So much to
1: be excited for. There is.
2: Like I, 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 we just came back from a one and a half month Tour of festivals and opening up for Vance Joy, um, and it was just so much fun. Like I enjoyed every concert, I enjoyed every festival. Whenever there's someone there that's like, "Hey, Alice, let's can can we take a picture?" or "I love your music." I'm like, "Really? You you know me? How? Wait, I was on stage. Oh, you saw me? What?" And uh, and it's just this crazy feeling. So I, I I don't want it to end. I don't. I'm excited for anything. That's happening. I'm ha- we're, we're playing our first two concerts in Italy on Friday and Saturday. I've never played in Italy, but like we've done promo in Italy, but I've never played there. Um, and I'm so excited. Uh, like, I think we've sold out Milan, which is amazing. Um, so if, I, I'm excited for everything that's happening, but obviously for the album to come out, just, yeah, that means a lot of work beforehand.
1: Sure, and I'm sure bigger venues in addition to just playing different places.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm actually one of those people that like playing smaller venues. Um, the bigger they get, obviously, it's so cool. But I also am happy with, like, 500, 500 to 1,000. It's just, like, it's a nice feeling, too. So, um, yeah. I mean, the more people that want to come, obviously, the merrier. But uh, I just hope it grows and and just that people want to listen to the music and want to actually hear more of it and see it live and yeah connect
1: yeah and you mentioned connecting with the fans who've been coming up to you on tour what's like the vibe you get from this new fan base that you're growing like, are there certain things that they talk to you about often when they come up to you sort of like a a thing you're picking up on
2: things that they talk to me about often well they often relate to the song a lot a lot of them are like i i totally know the feeling of like moving around a lot there are kids that I don't think have any idea what the song is about, but they just love singing it. Like I have, there's so many little kids or parents that bring their little kids. They're like, my daughter loves your music. Can we take a picture? And I'm like, of course. Uh, and I get sent a lot of videos of like little kids kind of singing okay, along. Okay, so that's that's so cool. I think I wrote a kid song.
1: <laughs> that's, that's really interesting because I never would have thought of that. But I, a lot of times when a song gets as big as yours did, and it, it's that earworm it gets to that like toddler audience
2: yeah yeah so I've I've managed to get to the toddler audience
1: (laughs) (laughs) are you familiar with kids bop
2: kids bop yeah what's kids bop
1: we're we're like these kids like they're kind of like preteen good singer kids and they do like kid-friendly rated g covers of big pop songs
2: Oh, my God. I feel like I listened to that when I was younger.
1: It was a big thing in America, like, in the was 2000s. Was that, like on Radio
2: Disney? And... It's
1: similar. To that. It wasn't really on radio. It was, like, these CDs that yeah. you would order off oh, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I listened to that.
2: Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I totally forgot about that.
1: And they that. would, like, change any lyrics that were remotely risque <laughs> to make them be just, like, songs about just hanging out with your friends and, like, drinking sodas. <laughs>
2: Oh my God, yeah. How could I forget that? Yeah, I we had a library in Canada, the Oakville Public Library. There's a lot of those CUs there in the kids section.
1: And this was, is Quebec where you were? Oh, no, Toronto. Oh, Toronto. 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 Okay. Toronto. Okay.
2: Us, the people from Toronto say Toronto instead of Toronto, Toronto.
1: like Toronto. like like a soft end sound on the last T. yeah like okay. a,
2: a really soft t and so Toronto
1: I have to remember that for speaking to someone from cuz yeah. i know a few people from there i have yeah, to yeah they'll they'll notice
2: it <laughs> like immediately if you say Toronto or Toronto
1: good to know good to know oh yes <laughs> so Toronto was after Germany, you were you. I'm trying to get this all here. Oh, Toronto. So, no,
2: Toronto was before Germany. Okay. I grew up in Canada. So, I was born in Germany, but I moved after three months. So, I had my first flight when I was three months old, which is crazy. Um, and then, then we moved to Connecticut. Then we moved to Canada. Then we moved twice within Canada. Then we moved to Germany from Canada. Then we moved from. Then we moved twice in Germany, and then we moved from Germany to England. And then from England I just kept on moving.
1: Yeah. Just kept on moving. Just kept
2: on moving.
1: <laughs> and well, it was because like your parents worked in a certain industry that made them move a lot?
2: My dad worked in the mining industry. Um, and so he had to travel a lot.
1: Interesting. Mm. Man. And you basically what's it like basically putting out your life story in like the song that everyone knows? I guess it's maybe convenient that people just meet you and know your story.
2: I really, there's still some people that ask, so what's No Roots about? I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of obvious. I get asked that still at radio interviews sometimes. And I'm like, you've been playing my song. Have you not been listening to the, like, it's, it's like right there. It's like in every single, like every line is true. Like it, it's right there in front of me. <laughs> that's my life story. Um, but uh, no, um, I actually really enjoy the fact that I get to sing a song that's not about love. And that uh, that's not about something. I, it's, it's just me introducing myself to the world. And I don't see it as being this one song that defines me. I I want to have lots of songs just to kind of show the world. And, and uh, yeah, so I'm yeah. happy this was the one that uh, was like a ticket.
1: Yeah. And against like as we're t- talking, I'm discovering like in numerous ways, No Roots was sort of against the grain of what would be expected from like a Popular alternative song, in terms yeah. of the musicianship, the yeah. sonics of it, yeah. the the lyrical content of it.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. it's. <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting that after, but yeah, that's, I, mean, I think that has a
1: lot to do with why it connected because it was like different.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it was that made it so, um, so, so interesting for people to listen to um and why they kept on wanting to listen to it more and more um but yeah it's it's different isn't it it's 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 not what you'd expect but i i don't know i i like doing that with music i like i listen to a lot of different kinds of music so maybe that just kind of gets mixed up in my head and that's what comes out then
1: yeah so anything else you're excited for things coming up just Picturing this calendar coming through, anything you want to tell the people about?
2: Um, hmm. I mean, we're, we're playing a lot. We're coming back in October um, to play in New York, which is exciting. I'm really excited. Who we're at? Um, I don't Let me check. Is there a place called the Bowlery Ballroom?
1: Oh, Bowery Ballroom. Bowery Ballroom. Cool. Yeah. Is That's that in like New York? one of the prime spots. Yeah.
2: Cool. That's where we're playing. Um, so we're coming back in October for that. And for like, there's we're doing um, Austin City Limits, which will be fun, um, and just a few a few shows. It's September. We're doing our European tour. It's going to be the first time we play in uh, in Turkey, in Bratislava, in Prague. So just a few places we've never played, or crowds we've never uh, done before. Um,
1: it's like finally hitting all those places where No Roots was big on the internet, <laughs> and being able to come through and be like, Hey, I'm a real person. <laughs>
2: Exactly. That's exactly it. I was getting a lot of emails from Turk uh, Turkish people. Everyone's like, Alice, come to Turkey. We want you in Istanbul." And I was like, "Guys, can we go to Istanbul?" I'm getting lots of emails. They were like commenting on every picture.
1: Um, yeah, I'm picturing like when certain musicians just post anything on Twitter, anything, even if it's not related to tour dates. You just go through the mentions, and it's like, "Come to this country. Come to this country. When are you coming here?"
2: Yes that's it basically oh god yeah there's a lot of that and then you it kind of gets overwhelming because you're like well how do i go to all these countries and are there actually people that want to hear me or is this just one random person so (laughs) imagine you like you you register a concert in like a place where you think you have lots of fans and then everyone's like come here and then at the end of the day no one comes except for like one person i don't think that's gonna happen (laughs) you never (laughs) know But um, I'm hoping I'm hoping the concerts will go well in Turkey. They seem like there's a lot of them. It seems (laughs) it seems like
1: that person who you did the impression of will be very excited.
2: (laughs) Uh, I hope I got my accent right. (laughs) I'm not sure if I did.
1: I mean, you've been on with them. And now now I know about Toronto. So I'm going to hold on to that one.
2: Perfect. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Word. Is there anything else you wanted to put out there? I think we touched, on told the backstory. We
2: touched so many topics. All the countries you've been to. The countries I've been to, we didn't, I got asked a really funny question yesterday. It's like, if I were a sandwich, what would that be? <laughs> like, what? And I just, I think, I mean, if you guys want to put that in there, that could be really interesting.
1: I mean, if you in any way came up with any kind of an engaging response to that kind of a question in an interview, then you're doing this well. <laughs>
2: I don't even know if it was an engaging response. I just, I had to think about it for a really t- long time. Like, you could say you're a, a cheese sandwich, like a mac and, no, not a mac and cheese sandwich, like a grilled cheese sandwich, because they're kind of yummy and, um, but they're unhealthy for you. Or you could go with, like, a turkey avocado sandwich with, like, lettuce and tomatoes, and I'd probably go for that one, because I like turkey and avocado. So there's just so many options, and it says so much about your persona, so... <laughs>
1: The turkey avocado persona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, sounds like a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Like I said, we told the backstory, said what's coming forward, and it's exciting. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck with everything.
2: Thank you so much. Bye.